listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I'm here with Cecilia. Cecilia, in one line, give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund. Hi, my name is Cecilia Link. I'm CEO and chair of the board of Net Capital Inc. And we run the online portal for investors to invest in the private market, which can be reached at netcapital.com. What inspired you to become a venture capitalist or an investor? So it's a rather long story, but I'll get to the heart of it. My background's in engineering and biology. So I'd worked in biopharma for a long time, CTO, chief technology officer. And when my last company was sold, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I decided that I would try some new things. So I did two things. One is I ran for city council and won. Oh, wow. Congratulations. (laughs) I did. And that was a really great. I was on the council for six years. And then the other thing I did was to join the Launchpad Venture Group, which is a group of angel investors come together and analyze and assess companies and then invest in them and manage our own portfolios. Mm-hmm. And I'd always wanted to do that, but I didn't really know how to get started. I'd done a little bit of investing informally. Uh, so it really gave me the jump start I needed to start taking a deep dive into a whole range of companies, understanding what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was really passionate about. And so that was a good experience. And then I ultimately invested in, and now I'm CEO of Net Capital. Wonderful, wonderful. What is your thesis and what's the motivation behind your thesis? So really, the reason I got interested in being part of Net Capital was really on two levels. One was I wanted, and I'm very, very feel very strongly about democratizing investment and helping entrepreneurs of all sizes to grow their businesses to succeed. So I loved being from very early stages, part of one of the online portals that are regulated by FINRA and the SEC that allow both accredited and non-accredited investors to invest in private companies. And it also opens up a different route for companies to acquire the capital they need to grow. It doesn't Mm -hmm. replace more traditional means like VCs. We work closely with VC funds. Many of our companies that have done successful raises have gone on to get much bigger investments from VCs. So it was there was the excitement of starting a new 
ecosystem for investment. Mm-hmm. Something that's always driven me is being part of something new, being part of something that's maybe a little untested. And it would also built into my passion, which was to more broadly expand who could be part of the very important world, which as just a big driver of our economy. Yes. Uh, the other thing was I was very interested in sustainable companies that were working in the area of sustainability. So this, this gave me a route to help nurture those companies, some of those companies, help them get funding and help them to grow. And we've had a couple of notable successes in that area. So that's really something that I'm very personally interested in and have been for a long time. That's wonderful. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading? these? I'm always interested. There's sort of two things I'm learning right now, maybe in my reading is more on the sci-fi fantasy. That's cool. What are you reading there? Nothing really very interesting. My daughter just handed me something to read. The other, and I'm watching The Crown, of course, but I think that right now I'm really trying to understand how we can really help what do entrepreneurs need what is what are the real barriers to both not just raising capital but what are the barriers that are facing people who are starting companies or growing companies and how can we involve broader diversity of individuals and companies and especially the underserved groups women minorities other people of color those are all very underserved groups. And I think we may offer a route for them to maybe bypass some of the traditional networks and do something new. So those are things I'm, I'm reading a lot about articles and just trying to understand those barriers in a maybe a deeper level than just there are barriers and trying to think of some ways to very clearly articulate what we can do or change what we're doing so that it's very appealing to a wider breadth of people. We do have a wide swath of people. I don't mean to say that we don't, but I want to make sure we can expand it as much as possible. So here's a question that's off the topic, but not on the topic. So do you think that there, that we could change some rules or how do you think that change can be empowered around democratizing capital a little bit more and extending it even more into even more unaccredited, I'll call them unaccredited investors. Right, unaccredited investors. Yeah, I think people have to know about it. It's amazing. I go out and speak all the time and people say, wait a minute, I didn't even know that existed. And these are people who are very knowledgeable about their investments and markets and things like that. But this is still a very, it's segmented, more known, but it's still a little bit under the radar, I would mm-hmm. say. So that's an important thing that we need to do, not just us, but all the platforms that are involved. And there really aren't that many of them. It's a highly regulated industry. It's not easy to build and manage one of these platforms. I think that I think being the old Apple evangelists for this kind of outreach, and I try to do it as much as I can locally through talks and more nationally, we go out and we give talks at conferences and try and build up the knowledge base. But there's a lot that's, there's a lot that needs to be done. It's like any new technology or any new way of doing things. It, it, 
takes a little bit of time. And these are very new. They only launched a few years ago, really. Yeah, that's true. It's not like we've been doing this for 20 years and nobody knows about us. It's still very new. So I just think spreading the word is so important. And that's all we can keep doing is just Mm -hmm. saying this is working. This is how it works. This is why you should feel good about it. This is why it's safe. This is a good way to invest your, to think about investing part of your money. You don't have to invest large sums. You can invest small amounts. I think that's one of the things for that keeps people from, say, being an angel investor when the minimums are often twenty-five or $50,000. That obviously, that's a lot to put into a company. So and how you, do you see venture capital and investing changing and evolving? Do you see more democratization there in the next two years? I that I would hope to see that. I would hope they would open them, start to open up to bigger companies, but to a different set of companies. But just like anything else, they're bound by the number of bodies they have to do the work and do the assessment of the companies. We often work with VC firms as part of a bigger raise and or companies that have been very successful on our platform have gone on to get substantial VC funding. One of my favorite companies, Vantum Global, that makes very sustainable, low-cost housing methodology, a, a product for housing, can they just got funds from Bill Gates Energy, and they're expanding. There's a way for us to be both work together with VC firms, and we do that mm-hmm. often. There's also setting companies up, them up to give them the visibility and enough capital to get to that stage so that they can attract <laughs> high quality investors from mm-hmm. the VC firms. It's okay. a very rigorous process too. Yes. So I think companies are in good position when they've been through a raise or on our platform to, to talk to other, say, VCs for, for larger sums of money because they've been vetted publicly and financially and every other way. Yeah. No, that's a good point, right? They've gone through some serious compliance, regulatory <laughs> compliance on exactly. that side, and that's very exactly. important. There's no surprises. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> it so is. How do people contact you? You can contact me at cecilia.link at netcapital.com, or you can go to our website, capital.com, and contact us that way. But I'm Wonderful. always happy to have people contact me, and I love to talk to both people interested in investing or interested in learning more or who have a company that they might want to see if this works for them. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Cecilia Link. Thank you, Barbara. Netcapital.com for being our guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. Bye-bye. I hope we'll have a chance to speak some more. Take care. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N.com to find out more. Find us on Apple. 
on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.